Front Porch Radio presents Circle Unbroken with Taft Ayers. I was standing by my window on one cold and cloudy day when I saw that first come Welcome back. It's another episode of Circle Unbroken. I am your host, Taft Ayers, as was previously mentioned in that beautiful intro. I just wanted to say it again, uh, just to put it live and in person. Not that I like hearing my name over and over again, but I wanted you to know that this is me and I am Taft Ayers. There is no substitute today. There could be tomorrow. Who knows? I could get some bad food or not hit the snooze button and anything. Anything could happen, coach, right? (laughs) Anything. Anything. You never know. Anything can and has happened. (laughs) It is a crazy day. And you may be in a crazy day today too. I don't. I don't know uh, when you're listening in and tuning in, or maybe you're finding this podcast years down the road. Maybe you're having a crazy day, and we're right in the middle of one. But we want to bring you some good stuff. I would like to start though. We just finished um, culturally celebrating Easter this past Sunday. How was yours, Coach? We had a pretty good one. That's pretty good. Uh, you know, my daughter, uh, my youngest daughter, came up and uh, paid us a visit uh, Sunday morning. Nice. Went to church with us and ate lunch with us. Mm. Uh, then, uh, actually, my uh, I, I work with our disaster relief team at the in our congregation, and we drove our food trailer out to Reedyville. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And to get it set up, uh, as we are taping this, they. They are on the boots. Wow. The boots are on the ground running or cooking mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and getting ready to serve uh, victims and workers out there. Um, that little community, just maybe slightly larger than Kalioka, right? Uh, pretty well got decimated. Uh, it, uh, you know, we, we I had the opportunity to ride through the the track, the tornado track, and. Uh, uh, it's as bad as I've ever seen. I grew up in Oklahoma. The you know tornadoes and stuff like that are fairly common occurrence there, and and uh, this 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 damage was as bad as I've seen. Uh, it, it's goodness. It was a small number when, it, relatively speaking, when mm-hmm. you talk, you know, you know, twelve houses destroyed, twenty three or something like that damaged. It doesn't sound just a whole lot, but that was just about that whole community. And uh, uh, fortunately, no one as as. As I understand it, no one was killed there. Right. And uh, they were able to – there were a lot of close calls and stuff. Um, but um, the the Reedyville uh, – the, the New Hope Church of Christ in, in uh, Reedyville has been front and center in relief efforts right there. And they were basically – you know, they're a small congregation of maybe 100. I read about you know, this. Or something yeah. like that. And they were just – they're basically going, we need rest. We need a break. You know, we not that we want to leave the work. You know, sure. we, we, we need a break. Some backup would be nice. Yeah, um, and so we we came in and uh, we're coming in to we're going to feed for three days. We're going to feed, uh, give send out three meals a day. Okay, and uh, let them kind of get their feet back under them. Let them kind of work more on helping the the emotional and and counsel. You know, the, you know, the, you know we're, they just get with people and comfort sure. them and, and and give them some emotional support while we're taking care of the the, the food situation and uh, let them kind of get their feet back on the ground. I have seen instances of the church being the church, and it's it's been refreshing. Uh, in this case, 
with the, the victims and the relief there. Um, people whose lives have just been scattered and torn apart yeah. and, and the church actually, um, being the church. And then also in Brentwood, uh, the Brentwood Hills church. Did you see this? Um, the Brentwood Hills church of Christ, um, state oh. passed for them to house the yes. covenant. Yeah. yeah. The, the covenant. Yes. yes. I, I did see that. Uh, and that's hopeful, yeah, so, man. Yeah. It's, uh, you get so many bad church stories. I mean, the news loves a bad church story. And so when when the church is actually in a positive light for, for just doing work, I think that's a really big deal because of that's who the church is at her core. Uh, it's who she is. And that's that, that launches me in today to us talking about um, things that you value at your core, a.k.a. core values. That's, that's what I want to talk about today we've we've mentioned on this show before that if you if you have core values and they're not real or they're just on a poster or they're they're just somewhere and they're not real tangible things that an organization lives and breathes through then then it won't it won't work it won't, you won't be united together and and today I want to come at this today. I know we spent a little bit of time talking about church at the beginning, and I always want to go church. Um, but we're going to spend some time today talking from the business side about core values, about who you are at your core. If you have core values, and hear this, business owners or team members, if you have core values, if you have something that you can hang on the wall, hang in your heart, and you can look and say, this is who we are, then everybody else on the outside can do their worst. Like they, they can do whatever that they're going to do. But if you know who you are, then, then you're going to make it. There's no deeper way for me to say that you're going to make it as an organization and as a team. And one of the things that I like to do, those of you listening in, one of the things that I like to do is I like to come to different businesses, sit down with you and evaluate your business, not from a, you're doing terrible perspective, but to sit down and say, Hey, what are the things that you value and how can we put those into your daily practice. And so I want to, on this format, I want to drop my email address to you. It is Taft, that's T-A-F-T, like the old president, Taft, at KennedyBroadcasting.com. I want you to have that email address because if you ping me, we've already got some in our roster already. If you ping me and say, I would love for you to come and talk to us, we'll do a speech and a presentation, but then we'll also do some diagnostic work with your organization so that you can really find out who you are as a team and as an organization. And so I want to jump into that today on core values. I want to give you a list of core values. And this is a sample that we've done with a local business before, but these are things that you can look at and you can ask questions for your business and for your team and say, do we line up with these things? Do we have values ourselves? And, and how can we do better in these areas? So, so let's go through them. Number one, trust. I need every organization that's listening to this today. You could be a business, you could be a church, you could be a school, you could be a team, you could be a community action organization. But I want you to know that your Product is trust. 
you think you're selling this or you think that you're manufacturing this or you're providing this service and you might have all kinds of services. You might have tons of different products and selections and people can go on and maybe go to your e-commerce page and, and purchase all these things or they can come to your spot and get this service done. But everybody's product is trust. Trust is our product and customers trust you to come and they trust you to care through the things that you provide. And so number one, when you look at your organization, do you believe and do you market trust? Do, do you really put out there for people that you can trust us to do X, Y, and Z? Do you hire people that you trust? Do you look at different team members of your organization and say, if trust has been broken, if trust doesn't exist, then we're going to have to cut that off. I, I have been involved with that before. I've been on all ends of this spectrum. When you look at it and say, hey, we've got to streamline what we're going to do for integrity purposes. And as an organization, as a team, as somebody that is doing work in the marketplace, if you don't believe that your product is trust, it doesn't matter what your product is, you've got to understand that in the people business, that your product is trust ultimately and foremost. And you have to point everything that you do at that concept of trust. So write that down. Trust is our product. Write that down. Take it wherever you need to in the organization. That's a line you're going to hear me say a lot when we get on the business side of things. But trust is your product. That is what you're in the business of. Secondly, your organization needs to be an organization that promotes peace, that promotes peace. I preached yesterday, and it was an Easter message, but my message was the worst thing that happens is not the last thing. When we get involved a lot of times, we think about, the oh, this is the worst thing that could ever happen. But the worst thing is not the last thing. There is always hope. There is always tomorrow. There's always new opportunity. And some of the best organizations are organizations that promote peace. They promote peace in their work environment. They promote peace in their customer interactions. You may be listening to this today and maybe you just left your job and you're, you're driving home or you've got a podcast, you're at the gym. I don't know where you might be, but maybe you've tuned in and you're thinking, I don't work at a peaceful place. I don't, I don't work at a place that, that understands the idea of peace. But here's what happens. When I promote peace, I am telling my organization, not only will we have peace in our work environment, but it is the desire of this place. It's the desire of this team that every member will have a peace spiritually, emotionally, physically, and financially. Man, if I own a business, and this is a litmus test for you business owners out there. If I own a business, if I am the top dog, if I am somebody in a decision-making state, do I promote peace to the point where I hope that all those people that are members of my team will have spiritual peace, emotional peace, physical peace, and financial peace? If my team members have those things, they will be better team members. And if I am somebody that facilitates that, I promote peace. You know what happens? I've got a better team and I've got a team that is connected 
Coach, you ever been a part of, a, of an atmosphere or a team where it wasn't peaceful? Oh, yeah. Okay. And why does that leave you feeling? Oh, you're always on edge. Yeah. Uh, you're always walking on eggshells because you don't want to say the wrong thing mm-hmm. to the wrong person. Correct. Uh, going back to your first tenant, you are not sure who you can be open with sure. or who you can actually talk to straight. Right. Um, and you know, so the trust factor is, is, is suffers there. Right. Uh, I, I've been in a couple of situations like that and it's, it's exhausting. It is. It's just exhausting. It is, it is so hard. It's hard to move forward when your head's on a swivel. If I'm always looking beside me or looking behind me, no, it's smart to have your head on a swivel from a survival standpoint, you know, if, if I'm trying to survive, but if I'm a part of a peaceful organization, I don't have to always check my back or look around and, and then feel well, there's, like there's always suffering. moments. There's always moments of crisis sure. that, that you got to right. deal with. And, and that comes with every, you know, I don't care again, what business school, church, sure. whatever. But if that lasts, mm. if that, if, if that moment, you know, you can only hold an adrenaline rush so long. Correct. And when there is no peace, you know, and there is conflict, you're, you know, it's just a, it's a, it's a deal about humans. Your fight or flight mechanism right. kicks in and the adrenaline comes in. Um, if you are on a constant adrenaline rush, uh, you, you're not productive. You're not, uh, you're, you're really not very sociable. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. And, and, and you're, ex- you're utterly exhausted by the end of the day and you really hadn't got anything done. Right. Right. Oh, oh, completely worn out. But when, when you're in that mode, yeah, one hundred percent. And then, so if that happens, the other areas of your life are not going to be peaceful, and then you're not going to be productive the next day. Uh, my my wife said to me about one of my kids last night. She said, "Hey, he needs water when he goes to bed because he is just he's just worn out. I can see it all over him." She said, "I need you to pray over his body for tomorrow." And she said, and then we do positive affirmations in our house. And we, well, my wife hates it if you go to bed to a TV show because it's just stuff going in your brain. But, but we do positive affirmations. And so she said, and do some positive affirmations for him, like, like cue up one. She goes, cause if not tomorrow, uh, he'll be a wreck. And, and we're not real soft in our house. Not like you got to do X, Y, and Z or little Johnny's going to have a bad day tomorrow. But she says, you're running on empty. And if you don't take a time to do this and to fill up in the right areas, tomorrow you're going to be garbage. And she said, I, I see that my, my son doesn't have peace physically. And so tomorrow, let, let's, let's get ready for that. Mm-hmm. You know, let, let's be sure to get ready for it. So I think, that, I think that's a big deal to be a part of an organization that says we are, we're, promoting, we're promoting peace, you know, in the, in the real sense of the word, that that that's something that we're going to do as an organization because what it will do is it will make everybody sync up and do better, so to speak. Um, let's move on to this one here. Okay, we've got number one, that our product is trust. Okay, number two, we've got promote peace. And it's real fun for me to read through these because these are things, like I told you earlier, these are things that I've built for companies before. And so to read back on them, I'm reading back on them now and I'm thinking about the organizations that we implemented them, but then also the organizations where I have presented these two. And it just gives me this itch, coach. I want to go check up on everybody. 
I want to say, hey, this is a really awesome idea. How are we doing? And so I may, I may actually reach out when we finish this and just hit up some of these places, especially this third one. All right. This next one, if, in order to have a really, really, really good core value for your team is our team will celebrate victories. Let me say that again. Our team will celebrate victories. I think when you are a leader of an organization, one of the best ways to kill morale and to never get anything done on a positive repeat is, is to never stop and celebrate the victories. And here's what I mean by that. We will stop and say, you had a goal and you hit it. Yay. This quarter, everybody at the organization um, had no accidents. Yay. Okay. Are there going to be times you don't hit a goal? Maybe. Are there going to be times you have an accident? Yes. Unavoidable. And so working through those things, as you mentioned earlier, working through the things that are not peaceful, but when somebody does hit it, when somebody does something that's good, you celebrate it. You, you celebrate a victory that, that somebody has when a team member has, and I'm talking to owners here, when a team member has a personal victory in life, take time to rejoice. Now, I've seen a lot of places that do this. Oh, it's your birthday, right? Okay, yeah, there's a cake or this. Perfect. Great. I'm glad you were born means I'm glad that you're here. Celebrate that. Get it. That's great. That cannot be all that you do. Okay. The only thing that it can ever happen for me is not a card from my boss about my birthday or a pizza or a cake today. Now, if you're a boss, cards are great. Pizza's great. Cake's great. Got it. But celebrate personal victories. If you have a team member on your team and let's just say you know that they've struggled and their husband and wife and they decide to go through something like Financial Peace University. And you see on Facebook or somebody you hear in passing that that person just became debt-free. Celebrate it. Because guess what? The worker on your team that's debt-free, the resources and funds that you pay them with, they're going to do more good with that now. They're going to go further. They're going to be less stressed. Celebrate that. Somebody at your job loses a bunch of weight, gets a good bill of health, and they're talking about it. Celebrate it. Because if you have a healthy team member, their productivity is going to go up. It's proven. We do better when we feel better. Now, that's outside of work. Inside of work, that person does something. And you've been thinking, I've been wanting them to actually do that for so long. Taft, I'm afraid if I celebrate it, I will just be celebrating them doing what I pay them to do. Okay, I, I get it. You don't have to throw them a full-on parade. But when they do something that is good and beneficial to the company and to the team, and they have what you would call is a victory, take time to celebrate it. There's nothing wrong with taking time to celebrate a victory and then at the end putting on and more of that. I mean, that's good. But I think some owners are so worried to celebrate victories because they look at the bottom line and say, well, this is what I'm paying for. If I make a big deal out of somebody just doing their job, then you know what? They're going to think they deserve a cookie or a parade every time. And what does that hurt? Boom. <laughs> All it does, it becomes a lost leader. I mean, if I have to go and, and, and do this so that I can get that, do it, right? I mean, d do it for your people. Celebrate the victories. Yeah, uh, a note. It's amazing, you know, how much a, a 
just a note, you know, when I was teaching, a note mm-hmm. from the principal. Yep. That was in my box. She, you know, he or she, you know, just, hey, uh, I saw, you know, your, your test scores went up this week. Good job. Keep it up. Let's roll. You know, and yes. that was it. That was yes. the whole note. Yes. But made my day. <laughs> I was feeling good. Somebody noticed. <laughs> <laughs> it, it hurts nobody, and it can help everyone. These are three core values I think that will help your business. We'll come back with more after the break. Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad Bobby Parks and my great granddad Julian Mays in 1958. We've been family owned the whole time and being family owned, locally owned means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. This is Elk Kennedy. The old saying is, happy wife, happy life could be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back, but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled. But then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the -the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. 
We are back on Circle Unbroken. You are joined today by yours truly, Taft Ayers. Uh, so thankful to host this radio show and this podcast. And I am anchored today by my good buddy, Coach Mike. How are you, sir? I am having a really, really good day so far. I like it. I like it so <laughs> we'll see, far. We'll see how it finishes. It is our goal to try to finish the day exactly like that, to make it good. Like last week, I think our word was fantastic. That's right. And so today, it's a good day. We are right in the middle here on Circle Unbroken of doing and saying some things that I believe will strictly help businesses. Some of these concepts that are core values could also help churches or organizations or teams, but we are speaking today directly to businesses, and I want to give this information again. Again, my email is Taft, that is T-A-F-T, that's what I have to do for people on the telephone when I'm giving them my stuff, T as in Tom, A as in Apple, so Taft at KennedyBroadcasting.com, and I'm giving you that email address today because I want you, no matter where you are located, I want you to reach out to me about your business, and if you have a need at all for us to come participate in Speaking, coaching, or training, we have worked with businesses of all different sorts and all different kinds and all different sizes to try to help you with things such as morale and motivation, things such as profit loss and things that we can do for profit acceleration, and then also things that we do from a core value standpoint to make sure that you can identify what is best for your team. And that's a service that we're providing here at Kennedy Broadcasting. And as the director of business relations, that is something that I am doing here through Kennedy Broadcasting. And just to let you know that we care about your role in the marketplace. So please do not hesitate to hit me up on this. We would love to come and see you and spend time with your team. We also, if it's too far for us or for you geographically, we also have Zoom sessions or things that we can do uh, through our technological age. And then finally, we want you to keep your ears open for some things coming up in the future. We'll be hosting some lunch and learns for small businesses as well as a conference for businesses. So we just want to put these things out there to help you every day, whatever your trade, business, or work might be. I want to give you a quick review of three of the things that we have talked about so far. And if these sound intriguing to you, um, Radio Land, it won't work, but podcast, you can rewind, you can review, you can refresh and go back and find those out. One thing for you to know if you're listening to us via the radio, you can search WKOM, you can search Kennedy Broadcasting, you can search uh, Front Porch Radio TN, and you can look us up and you can go to a section at, there, there at the top, it's red and it says podcasts. You can go to podcasts, drop to the bottom, look for Circle Unbroken, and it'll look like it's showing you the date of the most specific show, but you can click on episodes and scroll down and you'll be able to see all of our episodes and maybe you can find this and go back and look at some of the things that we have talked about today. We mentioned, number one, that your organization must realize, believe, and understand that your product is trust. No matter what you do, your product is trust. Um, that's something that people need to believe and operate through. Number two, you need to be part of an organization that promotes peace. If you are a leader, if you are an owner, if you are a governor of, of a body, that you are in charge of 
You want to be an organization that promotes peace for every team member, spiritual peace, emotional peace, physical peace, financial peace. And I think that that is something that's very important when you have people's lives that you are stewarding. And then we dropped off before the break talking about celebrating victories. When you celebrate victories, what you do is you say, there is something big going on in a team member's life. It could be going on outside of work, or it could be a goal or a milestone that has been accomplished inside of the organization. Take time to celebrate it. You will regret it down the road if you do not. I tell people that work for organizations all the time, don't wait until you're leaving to say thank you. I want to say to those that lead organizations, don't wait until it's too late to tell somebody that you appreciate them, to tell somebody that they have done a good job. We've heard it said before, this phrase culturally, go ahead and give them their flowers. Like don't put flowers on their grave. Go ahead and give them their flowers now. Now, you might hear this and think, what does this guy know about running a business? Why is he talking about all this rah-rah stuff? Rah-rah stuff beats defeat, depression, and people walking out the door. A little bit of it goes a long way. That leads us into our next core value. And it's one word, okay? The next core value is one word, and it's a simple but bold word. Okay, here is that word, compensation. I want to say it again. Compensation should be a core value when you lead a team. Now, you may think, you mean like payday? You mean, you mean like that thing that comes around based on your organization once a month, twice a month, every Thursday, whatever it is for you and whatever your rhythm is. Compensation should be a core value? If you don't believe that it's a core value, try taking it away. If you don't believe that it's a core value, go, go ahead and reduce it some. And then email me, taft at kennedybroadcasting.com, and I'll come in and talk to you about the needle that you moved. Okay? Compensation has to be something that is a core value, not only for those that work for the organization, but for those people that lead it. Let me say that again. Those people that lead the organization, compensation has to mean something. When you lead an organization or team, you should be able, hear this please, you should be able to look into the eyes of those people that work for you, those people that are part of your team, and those people that have a task to get done. And you should be able to look them in the eye and say this, You control your destiny on this team. You control your destiny of the money that you can make and you can ensure that you get paid. It is our desire. Now, if every organization had a leader like this, it is our desire for everyone on this team to make a great living. If that was what leadership was telling people, the response to that would be this. Are you ready? Tally-ho, let's go. I mean, you should not be afraid as a leader of an organization for your people to make money. Whether or not you do profit sharing, whether or not you do incentive-based goals, you should not look at payday as, oh, I guess I'll give them a check. 
Ah, I'll begrudgingly give them their wages. It should be, thank you for being here, and here's proof. Coach, why do you think that's a struggle? Well, because not all the time, you know, not every time can the employer, you know, when we say compensation, mm-hmm. you know, the dollar signs keep popping, of course, up and, and stuff like that. And it's not always that that uh, that happens. It's always, it's also not always uh, the ability to raise a price. You know, sure. Uh, I was involved in a in a summer work situation uh, back when I was back in college. Uh, I was working for a car company as a temporary employee. They ran into a situation that the the economy was, was tanking, right. and, and they. They had to cut 20% of their expenses. So here was, I, I thought this was a brilliant move on the management. Uh, management calls the entire factory into a meeting mm-hmm. and says, okay, we have to cut 20% of our expenses. We have a choice to make. We can either leave everybody at full salary and full hours and 20% of you are going to get laid off. Or we can go. We can keep everybody at current salary, uh, not lay anybody off, but go to a thirty-two hour work week. Right. We can cut off twenty percent of our work week, sure. and everybody shares the load. Right. I'm going to give you. This was on a Friday. We're going to vote on Monday. I'm going to give you the weekend to think about it. Came back. It was an overwhelming vote. Go to the thirty-two hour work week. Right. Nobody wanted to lose their job. Yeah. Yeah. When you said that compensation, there was no pay raise involved. Sure, correct. <laughs> In fact, we got a cut. I mean, right. we all knew we got a cut. Right. But they showed that they okay. We're concerned. We have to do this. Our company will not survive if we don't do this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he basically brought the, the the workers in and said, "Okay, we can either you can I can either make this decision or you can help me make it." Yes. Yes. And you know, and everybody, you know, jumped on board. I did not hear one complaint. I thought for sure I was a 90 day temp. Right. <laughs> I thought yeah. I was gone. Yeah. You thought I need more people to vote like me. Well, it, it was, I thought, I'm thinking, Hey, I'm the, I'm the most sure. expendable person here right, right. now. I'm, I'm out of here. And, and they said, no, you're, you're part of this group now, you know, at least while you're here. Right. Right. And, and to me, that was, that was as important to me as my paycheck. Oh, sure. It was, it was somebody in an upper level position looking at you and saying this, Hey, paying you matters to me. Now, I know paying matters to you, right? Um, I say all the time, uh, my, my wife is not happy if, if I don't get paid. I mean, that's part of the deal. What are you spending all this time for? Where are you going? Uh, and so when somebody who is in that position says, hey, paying you matters to me, it's not a chore. It's not a task. It's not just something that I hope we make payday. But we've got to change the game a little bit right here and so can we have a conversation about how we can continue to pay yeah. you and continue to do it in good times and bad i mean yeah. that's a big deal yeah we all knew we all knew the economy was was in a rough spot right. we all knew that you know things had to change we knew mm-hmm. <laughs> we could tell because our storeroom was getting stacked right. up in engines you know yes <laughs> it wasn't you know we weren't selling what we used to sell right so yeah. it was you know the fact that we dealt with it you know the reality was yeah something's got to happen sure Sure. Help us solve it. You know, we as management have to solve this problem or we quit 
the business stops. Yes, for oh, everybody. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and let's and, do it know, as a team. And let's and and he gave them the opportunity to do it as a team. And the the whole factory. And this was you know four floors, probably 300, mm-hmm. 200, 300 people per floor. Overwhelmingly jumped in and said, "Okay, hey, no, nobody needs to get laid off. Right. We'll all take the hit. Let's we'll all take the twenty percent." Yeah. And and see that, and that's that's a core value. That's what you've just shown us, Coach. Is that's a core value being exercised. Here's what happens: we all want to make a living. We all know that we're here, not just volunteering our time, but we all know how important it is for us to continue to have this. So, as a unit, let's see that this is a value that leadership places a great importance on that's why they're coming to us and even giving us the chance to vote and so everybody can get behind that and here's what happens i'm still here i still have a purpose i still have a work productivity is going to go up it's going to go up when i realize that because you know what they did they took your head off of a swivel They, they they said hey you can still focus you can still work you don't have to worry about being a part of the 20 percent that's going to get laid off and so you're a valuable member of a team. Crazy concept, right? <laughs> Teams have goals. Our fifth core value we're going to talk about right now. Teams have goals. And the next core value is this, the bullseye. Let me say that again. The next core value is this, the bullseye. Now, a lot of people hear bullseye and you think, target on my back. All right, I've got this bullseye that somebody has just drawn on me, and it's a problem. I want to talk about the bullseye, and as I say bullseye, I love saying this. It's like the third time I've said it in 30 seconds. When I say that word, everybody pictures the red and the white circle, and, and you picture it, and you picture aiming towards that bullseye. And I think when the bullseye is a core value It helps the group to focus. When the bullseye is a core value, when it's communicated by those people at the top that say, hey, this is the bullseye, this is our goal, and so each day we will focus. It's how we do this. You ready? If I'm a leader of an organization and I focus on the bullseye, here's what happens. This is how we achieve momentum. This is how we honor the God who created us and gave us a day to wake up to do what? Focus on the bullseye and to make sure, here's what we were talking about, about engines and about productivity. When I have the bullseye at the forefront, meaning leaders talk about the goals, it's not mythical. It's not something that's just out there and we wonder, I don't know what productivity is supposed to be like, and I don't know what the path going forward is. When we have the bullseye laid out for us, it makes sure that we will produce at a level that is both efficient and full of love and purpose, meaning, hey, man, we're going for this. We are going for this. Here's the goal. Here's what it is that we are trying to do. And so let me ask those that lead organizations today, let me ask you this question. Do your people know what the bullseye is? Do they know what it is that you guys are shooting for? And if they do know what the bullseye is, do they feel like it's further away than you think it is? Do they feel like they're aiming at it all by themselves? Or do they feel like I've got the tools, I've got the arsenal, I've got the training, I've got the team members to help me hit this bullseye? And to put all these things together, 
if I hit the bullseye, if I get close to the bullseye, team leader, will you celebrate my victory? We'll be back after the break. Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can always count on us for a great selection of late model, low mileage, one owner vehicles. All have been thoroughly inspected and are ready to go. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Looking to sell your vehicle? Great news! We're paying top dollar for your trade. All makes, all models, and in any condition. Trade in and trade up today. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can count on us. I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. We have advertised with WKRM and WKOM for the past several years and found it to be very successful. I highly recommend advertising with them if you have a local business like ours. We're located at 1608 Hatcher Lane here in Columbia. We're open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6 and Saturdays from 8 to 2. Stop by Holland's for all your prescription needs where we have fast, friendly, courteous service. We custom fit support hoods for you also. Thanks for supporting Holland's and WKRM and WKOM. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Barrett's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Barrett & Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Do you use Elf Bars? Old School Vapor has over 100 authentic flavors for only $18.99 each. Check out their other January sales like buy one, get one free for select Tesco bars, 25% off glass pipes and Mike Tyson's Delta 8 bites, or 50% off smell-proof bags. Go shop Old School Vapor's selection of over 200 cannabis products from brands like Looper, Torch, Hidden Hills, and more. Check them out on Instagram or Google Old School Vapor to find your nearest location. That's Old School Vapor. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. 
Hey, this is Lewis Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in Middle Tennessee, 101.7 FM, WKOM, Columbia. The Circle Unbroken. You know that that's the name of this podcast, and you know that that's the name of this radio program. You also might know that The Circle Unbroken, as Coach and I were talking about, is the name of the hymn, the song that you're hearing coming in and out. Many people have associated The Circle Unbroken with, you know, the the people that sing it over the years, the people that have, have used this song. It It means... May the circle be unbroken, and the song talks about death, and it talks about um, they they came to carry my mother away, and the hearse, you know, that they go through all of those things. But 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 the reason that we have used the circle unbroken is to think differently, and it is to draw a circle in your life that you do not want to be broken so that you feel whole and you feel complete. And we think that the three things that ensure that that circle is intact are faith, business, and community. And so we're spending a big chunk of today talking about the business piece here. And what we want to do is we want to give you just a few more things that make good sense to talk about when it comes to the core values of your business. And what we're doing is we're running through a list today and tomorrow that is a list. So it's another one of our two-part sessions here where we are talking about core values. So if you look this thing up, it could be core values one and core values two, uh, depending on how we file that. But some of the things that we have gone through so far today talking about business is this. Number one, trust. Trust is our product. No matter what our industry, trust is our product. Number two, we will promote peace. We'll promote peace in everything that we do. Team members on our team, we will promote spiritual peace, emotional peace, physical peace, financial peace. Number three, we will celebrate victories, meaning we will take the time for the attaboys. And we don't think they're just attaboys. We will take time to tell somebody, I am making a verbal deposit into your bank right now because I know that you're going to have a lot of withdrawals in that job that you do. We want you to know that we celebrate the victories and we are happy that you achieved something good on this team. Compensation. Telling people that you control your destiny on this team, that you can make a living, that you can control your destiny on this team, and we as team leaders want you to make a living. We do not want you to be people that are just taking a vow of poverty to work for us. When we are team leaders, we want you to be compensated, and we also want you to know in good times and bad, As Coach mentioned an example earlier, in good times and bad, we believe in your power to be compensated. And then we left off before the break talking about the bullseye. If an organization describes, focuses, and values the bullseye, what they are telling their group is this. Each day we will focus, we will achieve momentum, we will honor God, and we will make sure that we produce at a level that is efficient and full of hope and love to hit the bullseye, to hit our goals. And that when we do that as a group, there will be great 
morale. We have two more for you today. Two more things that we believe are part of a good culture and good for core values. And the next one is this. Three words. I am accountable. Let me say that again. I am accountable. Everybody on a team, everybody that works for you, with you, next to you, or through you, everybody in your orbit has personal challenges that they bring to work. Can I say that again? This is not revolutionary. This is not something that's just extra, extra deep, but it's accurate, true, and clear. Everyone has personal challenges that they bring to work. Now, let me jump off of the team leader for a second and talk to all the people that are on the team, okay? It's your responsibility to approach a leader for assistance. Sometimes we feel like the leaders don't care and the leaders aren't paying attention. But if the leaders are extra busy doing all of these things and ensuring all these things, sometimes it's not that they don't care, it's that they don't know. And so while the leader needs to be somebody who is approachable, while the leader needs to be somebody who is all about trust and all about promoting peace, are you seeing how these fit together? And they are somebody that is doing all these things, then it's fertile soil for you to say this, hey, I'm accountable, and I've got to tell you that I've got some junk. I've got to tell you that there's a struggle. I've got to tell you that I have this challenge because I've been in so many leadership positions before where I could not help you because I didn't know. Does that that make sense, Coach? Sometimes we can't help because you don't know. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's uh, as a teacher, you run into that all the time. Mm, Uh, Sure. you got a student that's – either been struggling the whole time or suddenly starts struggling and you've got to go, you know, somehow you notice it in the grade and stuff like that yeah. or in the class behavior. Sure. And, and then, you know, and I, you know, I've told my, my students over and over again, listen, I'm not here to be your buddy, buddy, but if you've got some issues that are impacting this class, absolutely. Let me know. Right. Uh, what I can do to help. I will. But at least if I know you're struggling with this situation, then I can make adjustments. Absol- uh, absolutely. You know, I, I've, I've had kids, you know, I've, I've kid, you know, their grades tank. And, and I, you know, I'm, I'm looking, but I can't find a reason. I can't, you know, I'm, sometimes I'm not allowed to know the reason. You know, right. It depends on what's going on. Uh, and, and like I said, I don't know. I, I, and then, uh, you know, I get a young man, you know, that comes in and says, Hey coach, I'm, I'm, this is my problem. You know, I, I'd, I'd like to do this, but I just can't. Sure. Sure. And and why, you know, and he tells me, okay, Hey, well maybe, maybe we can do it this way. Maybe once I know the issue, once I knew the issue as a teacher, then I could, I I could start pulling my resources together to fix the problem. Uh, that, that's one of the toughest things about, uh, teaching, about coaching, you know, sure. Uh, but the but those two positions also you know those are management positions basically right uh, they absolutely they're basically are. our management positions the the manager the, the the store manager the the factory manager or whatever the business manager ends up in the same boat mm-hmm. uh you know if he knows there's an issue not that it's an excuse but he has the chance then 
to at the very least evaluate the problem and say, okay, here's what I can, here's what I can offer. Here's the adjustment I can make right. or, okay, I understand. We just got to buck it up and go, you it's, know, either way. But then you, as the employee know, okay, now you know where you stand. Right. Now you know where things are and I can either do what I need to do or move on. It's, it is, you know, an, it, you know it, the, the decision-making becomes a lot clearer. Mm-hmm. And it go and it's an, it's an accountability that goes both ways. Yeah. Uh, it, it goes to the person in position of authority. Hey, I'm accountable to you. Um, I'm accountable to the people on here. I think a lot of times leaders don't realize I'm not responsible for you, but I am responsible to you. Like meaning I'm as a teacher or a coach, I'm not responsible for you in the sense of you're going to make your decisions. You're going to execute the play. You're going to do the things you got. It's your assignment, but I am responsible to you. I'm responsible to you in the sense of being accessible, being aware, but it goes both ways. If somebody is not willing to open up to tell you to share or, or to say, hey, I, I need help, then these teachers, coaches, leaders, bosses are not mind readers. And so you've got to be able to do that. Uh, there's a joke at my house. I have a lot of buddies whose wives will just blindside them. And I know that that can be marriage 101. My wife, and I hope she's listening right now, uh, but my wife will say to me in a situation, hey, I'm about two days from a nervous breakdown. And I'll say, what? You can't predict it. And she goes, no, 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 no. In about two days, if X, Y, and Z doesn't happen, I'm going to lose it. I'm, I'm going to freak out. Well, there's a piece of me that goes, that sounds so calculated. But I know how many dudes would love it. If their wives would say to them, hey, in about two days, if this doesn't happen, I am going to blow. Like I'm going to have a nervous breakdown. There's an accountability there. When we tell somebody I'm on the struggle bus, when we tell somebody I am hurting, when we tell somebody I'm about to break. And there's an accountability here on our teams because hear this, business owners, we always focus on when the ball drops. We focus on how loud it sounds when somebody proverbially drops the ball. What we don't focus on appropriately is how heavy the ball got. We don't focus on, and, and, do, and I, this is a whole other session. We can talk about marriage this way. We, we talk about the affair, the adultery, the explosion, and I'm not justifying those behaviors, but we focus on that part because that's the ball dropping. Sometimes we don't stop and look at how heavy the ball got, at the stress, the anxiety, because people stopped this accountability. People stopped this portion of sharing and telling and, and expressing with each other. And so that word, that phrase, I am accountable, will change your organization. Our last one today, the last one for today's session is this. You've heard this since you were a little child. This is sandbox theology, meaning things that you learned when you were in preschool at Mama's Day Out or at kindergarten, okay? But here's what it is. You ready? Core value for this list, number seven. The rule is golden. I want to say that again. The rule is golden. You know it as the golden rule. And, and a lot of people quote the golden rule. And what we'll say is this, do unto others. 
as you would have them do to you. If you're feeling extra holy or spiritual, as thou would have done unto you. Like, like we know that quote. The reality is that we live in a society that says this. Ah, I know that. It's do unto others and run. Or we know in our business world, and this has been taught and preached at the highest level, the goal, remember the golden rule. The one that has the gold makes the rules. We, we have heard all of these different mantras, and we have heard all of these different things. But here's the deal about the golden rule. God tells us to do to others as we would have them do to us, and this matters here. When I go and work for an organization, if the men at the organization or the women at the organization are older than me in leadership, you know what I say to them? Out of the gate, I say to them, you got kids? Yeah, we got, we got some children. You got any close to my age? And it still works for me now at my age in life. Some, some of the older ones in the organization will say, yeah, I do. And I'll say this, will you treat me the way you would treat them? If you will treat me the way that you would treat them, I promise to continue to come to you like they would come to you. And, and I do this a lot in organizations because I want people to know that I want to treat you the way you would want to be treated, vice versa, the way you would treat those people that are closest to you. And I think sometimes in business, we get so stuck on this number, this position, Please don't get offended. It's just business. And I think a lot of times we forget that if we're part of an organization that says, hey, the rule here is golden. We are going to do to people what we would want done to us in every level of the organization. Here's what happens. People start exercising healthy habits. And let me tell you this, folks. Healthy things grow. I want you to know that. I want you to believe it. And I want to finish today by reminding you of this. This is the next time and the last time that you're going to hear this dropped on you today. Taft at KennedyBroadcasting.com. We want to help your organization and we want to help your team find organizational health and grow. We also want you to know that we will come and we will speak, we will teach, we will train, but we can't do any of that unless a conversation starts. So reach out today. This is a service that's brought to you by Kennedy Broadcasting, brought to you by our team here. If this feels like a commercial, it absolutely is because we want you to know how much we care about your organization. We specialize in talking to businesses of all sizes. We talk to churches and organizations that need structural and missional help. And we also talk to local organizations and teams, everything from community teams, uh, civic organizations, and teams that might be competing on an athletic or an academic field at your school. We're here for you to reach out. And here's what we want to do. We wanted to ask you today, what is it that your organization values. This is important, this matters, and it facilitates great growth and change. We thank you for tuning in today to this episode of The Circle Unbroken.
I was standing by my window on one cold and cloudy day when I saw that hers come rolling for to carry my mother away. Well, the circle. 